Toy Power Podcast is a free podcast made possible by the support of our awesome Patreon sponsors. Head to toypowerpodcast.com and see how you can help. Welcome to Toy Power, the podcast where we talk toys and everything pop culture. G'day, it's Trent here, and it's wonderful to have your company today for episode 217. This week on Toy Power, we've got a very special guest joining us today all the way from Canada, and then we jump into the latest news. Joining me today in the Toy Power studio, we've got Ben. G'day, g'day. Frank. Hello. Darren. Hello, one and all. Thank you for joining us. And Rob McZob, a.k.a. Rob McCallum, all the way from whatever pie you've got burning in the oven. Is it the Jay and Rob <laughs> Toy Show? Five favourite things. The master of toy news and the ultimate pop faker. culture. Oh. Rob McCallum, welcome yes. to Toy Power again. By the power of Grayskull, it's good to be back. Hey! Eternia away from Eternia. <laughs> <laughs> So we thought we'd honour your presence, Rob. You, I, I saw you throw your hands up in the air. They're going, what's going on with this camera direction? What is going on? <laughs> uh, we thought we'd make a quick... Yeah, there it is. Wardrobe change. For those that uh, don't have the vision, we've all got our, our scarves out in honour of Rob. We know he loves a loves a good scarf. Um, so, yeah, we just thought we'd, um, you know, make you feel at home. Got, I mean, got, to be, got to feel comfortable. Scarf Lords Unite. I love it. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. That's it. Very good. Now, Rob, the... The first thing I'd love to talk about is the Kickstarter that launched, what, close to a week ago, the faking filmation. We all know the story. We all know the effort that James Etock went to, the painstaking effort he went to to create a filmation-inspired episode, a love letter to filmation. And the fans have never seen it. And and it's almost a, a, a travesty mm. that there's this sort of legal battle going on to, that's stopping James from releasing this this masterwork. Can you can you tell for the fans that maybe haven't heard about the Kickstarter? Can you just tell us a bit about what you're doing with James and how you're bringing that story to life? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, like you said, James has been working on a unofficial He-Man and the Masters of the Universe love letter for the last three and a half years. He's called it the return of Faker because the premise is Faker comes back into the cartoon. Of course, he was destroyed. It didn't work out, but Skeletor resurrects him, and now he looks just like the toy version. That's the premise for this cartoon. Uh, they spent three and a half years, James and his, his volunteers of passionate fans, making this 31-minute opus. They were set to showcase it at PowerCon. Uh, then the legal letter hit. The cease and desist from NBC Universal, Universal saying, look, we know that you've been doing this for a while, but you can't do this at all anymore. This is our property. Don't put it out there. Don't publicly release it. Don't have any exhibition. Don't sell any DVDs. Don't sell any merchandise. Don't do anything. These are our characters. And if you do it, we're going we're gonna to sue you. And after some digging, we found out that their legal fines start at 150000 US dollars, which is a lot yeah. of money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so James has been sitting on this you know, complete cartoon that has done nothing but generate buzz for the last couple of years now since the cease and desist officially hit. And I was at the PowerCon that he was supposed to unveil it and let it play its entirety for 31 minutes. And instead he did a bit of a tap dance and did a show and tell. So here's how we decided to do this sequence. And he would showcase all the process stuff and then play the clip so you can kind of see all the effort that went into it. And that's that's okay from a legal point of view because you're basically you're not just you know gratuitously putting something out there and like dusting your hands and saying look what I did and I'm taking somebody else's stuff. You're talking about process and how animation is created and how would filmation maybe do stuff today in the 21st century based on what they did in the 1980s. And I said James, you know, this is a shame and I think we can do something about this. I think we can tell your story which in turn allows us to get your cartoon out there, at least the notoriety of it, and showcase bits of it to people. 
and then tell an even bigger story about the importance of cartoon culture because if a guy like yourself can grow up in the 80s get impacted by cartoons and you know at the age of you know 40 something spend three and a half years of your life creating this love letter clearly cartoons must be pretty important and have must have played a pivotal role in you becoming who you are so who else have they impacted and, and why do cartoons do that? Why do we all grow up and have these memories that we hang on to forever? Not just us toy guys, of course, but everybody remembers their Saturday morning routines or their afternoon after school cartoon kind of watching and some of those key episodes and those characters, they stick with us. Why is that? So like I always do, we're gonna follow James on his personal journey to try to take this 31 minute cartoon, The Return of Faker and see what he can do to persuade the powers that be to get it officially released, sanctioned, approved by the brand holders. And at the same time, we're gonna delve into everything that's cartoon culture out there, the history, the evolution, the styles, the change of trends, the politics, everything. Fantastic. And that uh, yeah. is the basis for faking filmation. Can and like not you wait said, to see it. Kickstarter's been going on for uh, seven, 10 days now. Uh, we've done very well on Kickstarter. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you're one of the, you know, Kickstarter has these little promotional kind of things. Favorites. And ones, yeah. you know, yeah, projects we like. Yep. And you're in you're in that section. Yeah. Obviously, you've, you've met your goal. I think you met it in a couple of days. You met your first target. So congratulations for that. That's fantastic. And it's a testament to the quality of the work you guys put, put out. Um, but now I just want to talk stretch goals because... I'm seeing some amazing stuff in the stretch goals. Today, we saw that James talked about an eight-page mini-comic that (laughs) would be part of a tier. I even saw an an action figure. Rob, Rob, an action figure has been slated here. I I, I just want to hear a little bit about these, uh, maybe a little bit about the process of coming up with ideas, because obviously you have to brainstorm ideas for the, you know, the tiers and, and what we can give fans if they pledge and get to another level. But can you talk us through the, the logic and, and, and just even making some of these things into a reality? A Viewmaster as well. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, there's a, there's a... Well, we call it a retro slide viewer because right, Viewmaster, right. of course, oh. is the <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that took a few minutes. Okay, how do I explain this so that people get exactly what I'm talking about? Um, tap dancing as we do. This whole campaign is about faking people out. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's months of work that go into this. Literally, since I met James and started talking about this two years ago, it's always been developing and working at some point. And in the last, you know, two to three months in particular, it's been hard boots on the grounds, developing this stuff, designing the page, figuring out the key rewards. I'm a filmmaker, first and foremost. I make TV shows, documentaries, that's what I do. That's what I know how to do. If I have X number of dollars, I know what I can do with that kind of money. And I know I can get you a DVD for this amount. I know I can get you a Blu-ray with some bonus features and stuff. Kickstarters are very tough because people always want more than that. They want that full-on uh, exclusive opportunity experience that they won't be able to get elsewhere. And so I'd, lo- I'd love to sit here and tell you, you know, for two years, we've been thinking about the logistics of Viewmasters and action yeah. and <laughs> mini comics, but... We didn't expect to hit our base goal of $30,000 in two days. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Power of Grayskull, our other He-Man documentary that was on Kickstarter, took four days. So we thought we'd had at least two extra days. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, like, it, we didn't expect this to happen at, at all. We thought, I'll, and I'll be honest, I didn't think we would hit our goal. I thought there was a large part that we're, we're not going to hit $30,000. Now is not the time to talk about He-Man again. It's oversaturated between Origins being out there, people spending their money on that. Pixel Dan's amazing toy guide that's coming out. People got money tied up in that. The new revelation figures that are coming out, the new, you know, the two shows that are out there, it just might be too much too soon. Uh, And this is not something like Power of Grayskull, which touched every aspect. Yes. This is like filmation cartoon and James E. Talk's story about that. And while we're talking about other cartoons, this is still at its core, He-Man and by proxy, She-Ra thing. But it's also niche. So I thought, well, we're never going to, do what Power of Grayskull did. That that film raised seventy six thousand dollars on Kickstarter. There was no other He-Man documentary really out there at the time that was going to get released. So that was kind of a one and done. I said, James, you know, we need the budget if we're ever actually going to go forward. And so when we hit it on day two, it's just like I don't even know what to do. I said, James, I'm not touching the controls anymore. I'm standing. <laughs> yeah. the thing is now on autopilot. <laughs> is going forth. But we had talked about stretch goals. And I said, what if at 37 and a half, 37,500, we, we give alternative art for people to put 
and their DVD or Blu-ray case so that it could look like the return of Faker if they wanted instead of faking filmation. He said, yeah, that's cool. We'll design something up for that. Well, that was day three. <laughs> we got to come up with more. Thanks, everyone, for these amazing problems we have. Uh, and then at the beginning, I had set $50,000 because I thought there's no way we're ever going to hit $50,000. And nobody really gets anything tangible. There's no knickknack, no sh thing to put on their shelf to take a shelfie with. It's just a better film. Imagine that. You just get a better product. Uh, and that's kind of a hard sell when you said, well, we need $30,000 to make it, but if you give us $50,000, it will actually be something that's really, really good. <laughs> yeah, sure. And that's true because we get to shoot like 20 more days and how many interviews does that mean and how much extra work can we do and include. So it's always better. And the more money we raise, the better the film will always be because this stuff costs a fortune. I mean, right now we're sitting really close to 60000 at the time of this recording. And when you take all the fees and everything, we're actually probably going to be left with closer to thirty five the cost of actually manufacturing discs, shipping them. Mm. Uh, Kickstarter takes 10%. All this stuff adds up. But we hit 50,000 on like day five. So, well, what are people looking forward to next? And I said, well, if we hit 65,000, we'll unveil another stretch goal, a mystery stretch goal on our mm. second Faker Friday. <laughs> and James and I had been talking behind the scenes and like, you know, DVDs and Blu-rays have those inserts that go into them. And I thought, well, what if we could do something like that? And James was like, well, I don't want to take on like a 16 or 24 page actual comic book, but maybe we can do a mini comic. Do you think people would be interested in it? I think, I think people would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for that, sure. I think maybe we should do that. <laughs> yeah. And so we, we looked at the logistics of that and it's like, yeah, you know what? We can do this. We can justify the cost of spending money, taking it away from the film in order to give everybody that backs at a physical a reward tier, $29 and up, whether it's, you know, just a DVD or our VHS. Yes, uh, that's we'll pretty cool. Sure that they get mm -hmm. a mini comic. Yeah, and so now everybody will get an eight-page mini-comic that is either going to be a prequel or a sequel to The Return of Faker, unofficially. We yeah, can't of course. say that yeah. this is a massive <laughs> yeah. universe comic. It is fan fiction. Yep. It is an unofficial comic. It is fan, 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 um, which is why if you look at our campaign page, it's very vague with some of this stuff because <laughs> we will not discern anything. You know, it is what it is. James is yep. doing what he is with his cartoon. I am merely following the story. He's not cool. involved in the production mm -hmm. at all. He's not a producer. I am just following him in the same way that I follow, you know, Jay Bartlett or other people on their journeys and, and tell their pop culture driven story. So um, James is, is slated to create this awesome mini comic. And then at the same time we were working at the logistics of the mini comic, of course, we're toy guys. So wouldn't it be great if there was an action figure? Yeah, we want that dolly. I mean, yeah. It, it, yeah, we got to get the dollies, man. It's all about the dollies on the shelf. Make me feel good. Put it up behind me. Look at it. Get a sense of pride every time I see it. I feel like I'm a better person. I need to see the doll. You know, that's what I need. It makes, me, it makes my life complete, and it fills my bucket to have a dolly. So we thought, well, this is a perfect campaign for it because it's about He-Man. It's about Faker. Let's do a fake kind of action figure and see what we can do. And I've, I've spent, you know, a couple hundred bucks already just basically trying to design this thing and get something of a mock-up out there to show people just to gauge response. Because as you guys know, action figures don't happen overnight even mm. with 3d printers there's yeah. a lot of work and time that has to go into this and now we're talking about okay how do we source these is this going to get made in china is this going to get made elsewhere what kind of molds do we have to do so there's a lot of logistic questions so i said let's just pump the brakes and let's see who actually wants one of these dollies and let's give them enough information so they can kind of weigh in and we said let's do five and a half scale course masters yep, beautiful mm -hmm. we yep. can't really do articulation because that is even more tooling and more cost but what if we did like a vulcanized rubber like an ljn yeah. you know cool. 80s wrestling figure yeah. it again like a fake he-man yeah know, this is one of those <laughs> knockoff kind of things and people aren't going to sit there and, and play with it i mean i will but they, probably <laughs> won't. they just want it on their shelf so that's kind of the initial pitch uh they're called fakers of the omniverse these are you know warriors masquerading as the most powerful beings out there none of them are uh, and we're looking to offer to a hero and a villain uh the designs that we've put up on kickstarter aren't final they're just kind of an approximation of what we're looking to do for example the the one character has like a cybernetic eye i i don't want that on that guy i want it on the villain which is more of a reptilian yep. looking mm -hmm. head on that for example uh, but we're just kind of testing the waters. We don't know if it'll happen. It would be an add-on, so anybody could add it on, even if they're on the digital tier. If they yep. want to put it on, 
and we decided to do it. it can be theirs, no problem. Beautiful, wow, cool. that's fantastic. I love, I love the idea, and I love the fact it, it is leaning on the bootleg sort of space, <laughs> and the fact that you know, if this was done as a bootleg, it might have been like an LJN, just a, a you know, single rubber, piece, yeah. single yep. thing. Yep. Uh, very, very clever, and I think you're right. Like I've seen, we've talked to a few people that do action figure manufacturing, and once you start getting into articulation. And that sort of thing. So you're you're very clever in the way you're approaching these things. I think it's good to put it out there and and gauge on the reaction. But but congratulations on Faking Filmation doing so well. James Etock is an absolute legend of you know his his encyclopedia knowledge of the filmation. The fact he met uh, Lou Scheimer on on numerous occasions as well. He's really He's the man to to do this project with. That that is wonderful. But it's not the only thing you've got going at the moment. And and a big congratulations to the Jay and Rob Toy Show, which is we we all listen to it as the podcast, but it is also the YouTube show that has been been wonderful. It's my here pretty much Wednesday. Uh, listen, uh, really enjoy what you guys are doing there. You've got the the TV version of that as well that you've shot and is in the in the can. And you've also got the new five favorite things that's, you know, to be made relatively soon, um, which is taking the, these five favorite action figures and testing them out with kids mm. as to, to which is the best that's to ultimately pit, pit them against each other. Um, how are you juggling all of this and, and what's taking your, your main priority next and, and where are you heading with all these projects? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. Uh, how do you manage this? It's something I have to sort out every single day because <laughs> even above and beyond everything you're talking about, we're still promoting action figure adventure. Yes, of course. Because yep. season one is just starting to roll out internationally and we're developing season two. We have ideas for that and what we got to do. And we're trying to get sponsors on boards and fund it. Plus there's, you know, what I call corporate video work that we have to do and other long form projects too. So our plate is pretty full. Uh, the Jay and Rob Toy Show, it's a blessing. You guys are a huge inspiration for me wanting to do it. You know, frankly, your show coming out once a week for a long time wasn't enough for me because it was either your show or me talking to Jay about toys. <laughs> and that was the only toy talk that I had with anybody. I'm like, Jay, we got to do more of this. You know what? Let's do it. And Jay had been pushing me forever to do a podcast. And I thought, well, you know, it's a great way to promote action figure adventure at the very least. And then I started looking into it. And behind the scenes for the first five or six episodes i was already starting to think how do i turn this into a tv show something super light you know like almost like a sports you know center kind of mm. discussion but instead of sports and what's going on out there with cricket and rugby matches did that for you guys <laughs> um, you know we're talking about toys and dollies and the stuff that we like in our memories and, and and all that like so many podcast shows do but it's the jay and rob spin on it of course and i thought you know we can't just do audio because we're going to be talking about figures so let's show them so that people can actually see that and if they just want to listen then they can do that too and then we got lucky and it sold and like you said trent it's in the can um i'm currently almost done i think episode four or five getting ready for the broadcaster and then five favorite figures like you said that's up next we're in lockdown right now as we mm. talked about off the air for another six weeks so we can't even do any production for another six weeks so our delivery date on that is going to change because clearly that's out of our hand thanks to covid situation so mm. It was originally slated to be late summer for delivery with premiere in the fall. That might shift into spring next year because of all these extensions, which is fine because clearly I have enough going on. <laughs> we, can, we can pause. I mean, again, I did not expect Faking Filmation to go gangbusters like it had. So that will take some time. And as a result of that and just still working on the TV version of the Jane Rob Toy Show, we're taking a pause from the podcast. Not, we're not disappearing. It's not a hiatus. We're just going to dial back what we're doing and how we're doing it so that when we do come back for season two of the Jay and Rob Toy Show, uh, we hope to do more post-production driven stuff. So maybe not live streams every week, but you'll get like 22-minute versions of our episodes like, that are going to broadcast, but for everybody else once or twice a month, depending on what's going on. And we've adjusted all our Patreon tiers down to one single amount, which is actually better for us because there was this burden of responsibility to deliver all this extra greatness for people that wanted to support us, you know, five, ten, twenty-five dollars. I'm sure you guys understand what that's mm -hmm. like. And I love our Patreon backers, but I always feel like it's not enough. So now that it's like just like I think it's three dollars a month or something like that, the more we give them, the better I feel about myself. Yeah. And you know, we're we're setting expectations in the right way. Uh 
and yeah, we're just very lucky to do what we're doing. And I'm, I'm super stoked that I get to do so much in the world of pop culture. And you guys are still my fuel week to week. I can't wait every time you guys have an episode. I disagree with 90% of what you guys say. <laughs> but, you know. Throwing okay. stones at glass houses. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's times where you guys get like a barrage of messages from me, probably in the middle of the night at your time. And I'm like, no, 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 no. What's going on? Wrong. Darren especially gets messages to us. And I'm like, no, this is not cool. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that the uh, cease and assist has helped, you know, uh, put more focus on the faking filmation? You know, if it wasn't for this big, you know, hierarchy and, you know, the mess that, uh, you know, do you think that's helped it, you know, get bigger? 100%. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I think now it's a, like a legitimate story to tell. Yeah. And there's yeah. things to discuss within it. Yep. Because you could, if faking faking filmation was just about james making his cartoon and the release of it without obstacles or conflict it would just be how did james do this and yeah. here it is It'd yeah be behind the scenes you know interesting very interesting, interesting sure. yes like yep. this PowerCon panel but not like oh i need to uh throw 70 dollars at this for a blu-ray yeah. or whatever yeah. whatever it is now there's a, a real tangible obstacle in the way i don't know if james is going to overcome it and it almost doesn't matter on some level because it's worth watching to see what somebody's willing to do for that thing that they love. It's Nintendo Quest, right? Yep. Will Jay get all the games? What's he willing to do? Will James get his cartoon out there? Will he just shelf it because the legal fees are too crazy? Will he put it out there and throw caution in the wind because, you know, screw you, NBC Universal. I don't know, but everybody wants to know what he's going to do, mm -hmm. and everybody wants to see this thing. And, of course, we're going to include the cartoon as bonus features, so it is kind of getting a release, but the way we're including it is not the way that James wants it because we're going to have pop-up video and stats and, and trivia all around it kind of pointing to how certain things were done. Um, it's not the official release James wants, and I understand that. And we talk about that all the time. He's like, yeah, it's cool that people are going to finally get to see it, but it's not the way that they should see it. Mm. I said, I know. Mm. Not yet. Not yet. Yep. Keep having the faith. Yep. So, yeah, mm. I, th I think it makes it worthy. I think it makes it the story. I think it w makes it discussion uh, you know, water cooler talk, as they say, it lets us talk about fan films in general, like Axanar, the Star Trek uh, film that raised millions of dollars, that mm. Batman fan film that raised millions of dollars recently as well. These are all fans trying to, you know, basically express the stuff that they love with the things that shaped who they are. So let's have a discussion about that. Who owns this? Is it the people that consume it or the people that create it when it comes to like who really owns it? Not legally, but mm. who owns it? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great call. Now, you talked before about guests are, are there any names that you feel comfortable throwing around that are possibly confirmed or or <laughs> not confirmed that you're hoping to get on board for yeah i'm, I'm hoping the gents from toy power podcast get on hey! <laughs> i reckon we've got lots of we got lots of people i mean i can pull up the kickstarter right here i mean i don't know if anybody has actually checked out the campaign page we get lots of questions about well, you know, what is this about and who's in it and, and stuff? And I say, well, you know, here's a copy and paste from our campaign page. So we've got, of course, Erica Scheimer. Um, yep. This all started with her in the interview we did for Power of Grayskull. To be completely honest, she said, you know, my dad was at the forefront of Saturday Morning Cartoons. Filmation was a pioneering studio. And I thought, oh, my God, I could do a documentary on Filmation because not only is their story interesting and has a clear defined beginning, middle and end, this is all the cartoons I loved growing up too, but I'm like, oh, what is that current day story that I could do this because I like to tell stories that are happening now, which makes us make, makes the thing that we talk about more relevant. Uh, so James going on this quest makes us talking about filmation more relevant. But you know, Erica yeah. Scheimer, Rob Lamb, Tom Tataranowitz, uh, Andy Mangles, who did the Filmation Generation book with Lou Scheimer, Larry Houston, of course, oh, you know, was the yeah. showrunner on X Men and Spider Man. He worked on Cops and and. Um, Transformers and G.I. Joe, J. Larry Carroll, who's a writer on Captain Planet, G.I. Joe, Thundercats, Brave Star, TMNT, uh, Victor DiCelli, he did Extreme Ghostbusters, Exosquad, SWAT Kids, Ron Friedman, who I talk with all the time, and it's crazy, he's the writer of Transformers of the movie, he did Bionic 6 and G.I. Joe, he also did some of the 90s Fantastic Four stuff. It goes on and on. Of wow. course, we've got Val Staples from yep. uh, He-Man.org. He's in it, of course. We've already filmed with him. We filmed with Motu Joe already as well before the pandemic hit last year. Lots of people are involved in this, and it'll only expand. You, you always have this thing about, okay, how many people do I contact about something that might not happen? 
Mm. You know, how much yeah. cred yeah. do I burn in advance to, to go back and say, oh, yeah, it's not happening? Or do I just leave it up in the air and say, yeah, it didn't happen? And so now that we know that this is happening, I can start reaching out to more people and get more people on board. And uh, I'm, I'm excited to go to England. I think that's going to be great to see what James's life was like growing up there. I've got amazing home videos that his uh, parents shot on 16 mil that I've oh, seen. Yeah, and wow. it's just heartwarming. You see some of it early on in the trailer, and it's just amazing to see. Like, I wish I grew up in the Etoc household. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just so awesome. It, it's it's going to be great to be there and capture that kind of stuff and tell, like, James's story, like, his true story. And I've got tons of animation that he did in the 90s. And it, you can see all the He-Man references there yeah. that he's doing with, like, raising swords and stuff like that <laughs> and transformation sequences. And it's all, like, Windows paint. And, like, he's done, like, stills and stitched oh, them together. Wow. And he, like, voice acts. He does all the voice acting for it and sound effects. Yeah. It's going to be a real treat for everybody. It's not what they're expecting. I think everybody's going to say, okay, is James taking on, you know, the the legal system? Is it going to be like Mm. pop culture, law and order or something like that? But it's, (laughs) there's going to be a lot of heart to this. And I think everybody's going to be waiting to see what happens at the very last moment. Wow. Can't wait. I'm psyched. We're we're very excited. Um, Rob, that's just a, been fascinating to follow all the work you're doing and and i i would urge any listener i mean we know so many people uh, that contacted us how do we get copies of action figure adventure mm. um this is your chance this is your chance to jump on have a look at those tiers have a look at those rewards pick one that's right for you there's lots of options yeah so you can pick a digital digital version of the show or you can ramp it up, hopefully, to a to a to a faker, <laughs> fakers of the omniverse action figure to have on your on your shelf. There's even one for our good friend Davey Damage in VHS. Yeah, VHS. Yeah, yeah. Yep. 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 I so, thought of him as soon as I saw that announced. So yeah, so so definitely check out the Kickstarter page. Um, you won't be disappointed with the quality of the finished product. And knowing James and knowing the quality of of individual that James is, uh, seeing that that insight, seeing that story into his life is going to be just wonderful so can't wait for that one hey i reckon we're ready Mm. to kick off with some news yep and we're gonna we're gonna you know just jump in and and now rob this is your chance (laughs) you don't have to wait you you can you can tell us we're wrong Right now, do it. I'll text you after the fact too, just to keep. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Three, two, one. Cue music. So, what have you got for me? She's got a new hat. Okay, kicking off the news, we have something a bit left field, something that doesn't happen very often. We have an Australian-based toy company producing a toy. Can you believe it? Australians don't make toys. Well, apparently, this is the second time round. According to most toy companies, (laughs) Lobos, the collectible store in Melbourne, uh, they have been known to do the last Starfighter toy line. They are now got their hands on the rights for the V. Rob, are you a V uh, fan from the uh, 80s, the V series? No, I caught the reboot on CW yeah. Yeah. with uh, Supergirl, yes. uh, Canadian Laura Vandervoot, but that's about it. Oh, well. I said Supergirl just for Frank. Yeah, nice one. That's it. Uh, so we've got V uh, toy line. They are teasing prototypes at the moment. Actual figures won't be live for a few months yet. They are a Kenner reaction style scaling, and there are three enemy visitors to collect a V Trooper, Diana, and the Visitor, but that's not it. Also available are a Jeep and the futuristic uh, spacecraft, which looks absolutely fantastic. The V uh, Visitor comes with a regular head and, of course, uh, spoiler alert, the sort of lizard-like head underneath. So I think they're freaking awesome. Depending on the price, I might be in. I don't know. I'm, I'm, uh, you know, maybe just the three characters because I'm a big fan of V, apparently the only one in the damn room. But, uh, (laughs) you know, I think these are really cool and uh, something Australian, you know, I've got a, I'm a bit of a sucker for patriotic when it comes to that sort of stuff. Well, the the thing about The Last Starfighter, which was Lobo's first attempt at action figures, super limited run, Mm. I think in the order of a couple of hundred each figure. Um. And the secondary market price, it might have been expensive. They might have been, you know, $80, $90 figures, but they doubled on the secondary market shortly after. So it could be a good investment. 
could be cool. could be a good place to spend your money, Ben. Yeah, and there's not much V other V merchandise out there. I'll tell you that from the original series. So mm, very cool. Hey, we had some really cool repaints of some Super Seven figures. These are our Ultimates figures. Toxic Crusaders, the Toxie. Get this. He has a UV reactive color scheme. So the three different versions. There's the regular light Toxie. Mm. Then I think he glows in the dark, mm. but you shine a UV light on him and he turns red. I thought that was very, very clever. As well as uh, the Mutagen Man getting a glow in the dark release version. So if you love your, if you love your uh, ultimates and you love your glow in the dark, I know there's so, a couple of people. So, so Ben, the only question is how many of these are you buying? <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I'm, uh, it's interesting. It's a it's a really cool move, but I missed out on the uh, glow in the dark toxie. Mm. Uh, that's probably more, more my warehouse. But uh, no, I'm comfortable to miss out on this one. I'm still waiting for. Hopefully this. Um, you know, gears them up for a uh, Dr. Killamoff or something, you know, powers the line into more yep. Toxic Crusader Absolutely. characters. Uh, moving right along, we've got NECA, we've got the Pizza Monster. Of course, this is yeah. the Pizza Monster that looks like a Xenomorph, right? This is more my <laughs> wheelhouse. I've already pre-ordered it. Don't even ask. I've got two. <laughs> I said, Frank, do you Ooh. want one? Um, and nah. he said, nah, so I'm taking both. I've <laughs> Rob has ordered oh, four. I can't yeah. believe it. Look, look at his well, face. Well, now, 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 Rob, over to you. You're a you're a big you're a turtles fan, and I know Jay's a turtles yeah. fan as well. But you kind of call it. You know, you go. I like wave one. I like wave two. But I'm I'm sort of going to call it around that mark. What do you think of something like this? Like Necker is really pushing and diving deep into their catalog. What do you think of these really obscure yeah. type figures? Well, it's. It's a funny story that you bring it up because I've recently had a, a NECA disaster. Uh-oh. And it's sad to say, and I don't want this to turn into an episode of intervention, but <laughs> I had bought some extra figures because the rule of two, of course, yep. one on the package, mm-hmm. one on display. And uh, our good friend in the U.S. decided he was getting out of cartoon NECA turtles. And I said, you're mad. I'll take them. <laughs> I got a bunch. I got a bunch shipped to me in a box. Uh, we talked about it on our show, and I showcased Splinter and Baxter, but in there was Android Krang's body as well. And the second I took it out and stood it up, the foot broke. Oh, like, wow. literally just went boop, and the foot snapped right off without question. Ouch. And I swore up a storm, I'm never buying NECA again. <laughs> and within, you know, two seconds, Pizza Monster went online. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> order <laughs> and, and the same thing with mutagen man you know mutagen man was past my time uh with turtles I, I never played with it i had ordered it as part of wave two i think it was because it was part of the bundle I was like i don't need an extra glow in the dark one but when i saw it i had to have it only because i had the baxter glow in the dark one to be honest mm-hmm. and yeah. seeing how cool baxter was to glow in the dark and the way that the package was different there was enough added value there uh, for me to, to pull the gun on, on Mutagen Man uh, at that same level. You sort of got to wonder with, uh, I could see Super 7 doing a glow in the dark exclusive for each wave. I mean, we've got Muckman yep. coming up. He's a really another easy mm-hmm. one that works with that glow in the dark feature. And for a line like Turtles that's known for its color and, and wacky designs, you, I, I mean, a bit of a stretch, but I could see Metalhead. Yep. You know, you, you pick some of the, the highlight colors in him and make them glow in the dark, and it's a bit of a Tron feel. Well, they, turtles covered in mutagen. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> well, well um, Metalhead, they could do it in those Mikey-style colors, you know, like yeah. he came in the blue yeah, and the like green. Vintage like vintage one. You know, just, yeah, add a few um, dot points for the glow in the dark. Crazy, crazy. Well, look, still on Turtles, we got, and Necker, we uh, finally got to see our good friend Judith Hogue, who's been doing a bit of a... I feel like she's copying a, a you, Rob, with a bit of a documentary behind the scenes following how her own action figure is being made, doing it all uh, on her Instagram and Twitter. Um, and we got to see the finished head sculpt of what um, Judith Hogue as April O'Neil from the 1990 movie appears. Um, and NECA being NECA, they're very good at throwing in these cheeky little teasers and, and not speaking directly to it. We got to see the uh, Elias Ketus or Kotus, I'm not quite sure how to say that, uh, but uh, unmasked Casey Jones head sculpt, sort of tucked away in the background there, or just to the to the right of frame. Um, I mean, one thing, say what you were about Necker and, and Rob. I hear you on some of the breakages. Yeah, we've the, got our the own quality issues. We've yeah. got our own sort of stories around some of the the QC they've got. But as far as the look is, and 
on-screen accuracy, be that cartoon or live action, these these look amazing. And these are just prototypes, really. Well, we've seen that deadly trap before, though. You guys talk about all the awesome prototypes of Masters of the Universe classics that came out there, mm. famously recently on an episode, Tila and Point Dread. Yep. And it doesn't always translate. NECA is batting really high 90s percentage on, on translation. Um, but if I can't free it from that plastic prison to truly hold it for fear of it snapping upon <laughs> wind blowing, like yeah. your three-day <laughs> test, Ben, you know, like, Jesus, like, I, I, I don't know. Like, it looks good. Mm. I'll feel better when I actually see it done. I, I never res- I reserve judgment until I see it in hand, and then that's the choice for me. I don't know how deep that movie line is going to go. April is, you know, somebody I could have. I don't know that I need an unmasked Casey Jones. Mm. I've got Casey and Raph as it is. That's probably good enough for me. Yep. It's and interesting. I, the the yeah. loot crate, you guys. Yep. I mean, I can't believe you guys are all on the fence about getting that whole loot crate that comes with Danny <laughs> and those other characters. Hey, I wasn't on you the fence. I'm all in. Those are brilliant figures. Yeah, they yeah. Are. I I uh, destroyed a tea stop going in on that that uh, loot crate. <laughs> it's gone. It's gone. Be gone. Yes. Yeah, be gone, tea stop. Yes. Yeah. He's back, and, and now he can't stop. <laughs> I literally can't stop. Um, it started again. Well, interesting question you raised there, Rob. How far can they go? There was a bit of intelligence from Necker saying there's ten more movie figures in the work. Yep. And we counted them off. We sort of said, okay, uh, the the unmasked Casey. The uh, you know the yeah. Judith Hogue. Yep. We've got the uh, Hamato Yoshi, the and Yoshi and Rukusaki two pack. There's the uh, Danny. I Danny. assume is included You're in that as five. well. Um, Tatsu yeah. maybe, but Tatsu's on the fence. Tatsu's one they haven't announced, but I know they've been working really hard to to try and pull that one off. And so basically, what we ended up with is four unannounced figures from the movie line and at that point we're and all... we fought Secret of the Ooze Shredder because he's oh, yep. oh, Secret, Secret of the Ooze Shredder yeah. yeah. that's the yep. other one that is coming so we're at a point where we've got four unnamed figures and you go well what's left if they're not touching movie 3 which they've been very clear on that you sort of go well, are we going to get you know Charles Pennington like April's boss and, and these sorts of real left field figures my gut feel given that there's four left is they're going to go movie 2 Turtles with the not quite so good Jim Henson faces that, that are different from the first the one. The steady decline. That's Henson. right. They're yeah. going to get their, their money's worth out of that turtle's buck because they're largely the same uh, suits from movie to movie, but different heads, different accessories to go with some of the, the, the wackier aspects of the second movie. So we'll have to see. I think you're getting Vanilla Ice. Oh, yeah, yeah, actually. That's a great call. That's a good call. Legitimately, everybody knows that song. If you're not talking Ice Ice Baby with Vanilla Ice, you're talking Go Ninja Go. Yeah. 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 That scene at the end, you know, it's. And he's a big Turtles Turtles fan. Um, And again, it could be a great loot crate figure. We talk about the essential needs of of the line and the collector or those one off characters that you don't really need on your shelf to complete your shelfiness. Uh, Vanilla Ice could be could be one of those spin-off characters. Yeah, Good I goal. reckon he oh, would yeah. go. He would he would sell his likeness like that. <laughs> what are you saying about Vanilla Ice? Yeah, he's a huge in, in his fan. in his fifties. Yeah, yeah, he's a huge Turtles fan, and I reckon he'd go for it. Do anything for a buck. Sell ninja, sell ninja. Sell. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. All right, a bit more neck and news now. Ace Duck and Mutagen in the cartoon stylings are getting a two pack. I think that was just released today, those yeah, images. So hot fresh. off the press. You can order these direct from NECA for $51.99 US dollars, and it's ships to both US and international fans. I they, Look, they, they're throwing in some bonuses. You get bonus heads for both uh, Mutagen Man and Ace Duck. He's got his hat. He's got, he's got a, a VHS in here. He's got a couple does, of pistols. Yeah. Um, what, do you, what do you think of this? Like, we, we've talked about this in. before. You're, you're in? You're in? They photoshopped. I can't say no to Ace Stock. I, I know. Yeah. No yeah. This is the I thing. I don't know why. They, they photoshopped in uh, wings, wings in later. He's yeah. got the wings. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, oh, look, I, I love, I'm a big Ace Duck fan as well, and this is the the trick. It's going to be a two pack. That Mutagen Man is not how I remember no, Mutagen Man. That's right. Um, and I know. Look, granted, this is what he looks like in the animation. It's just not really my Mutagen Man. Yeah. So, a couple of di- difficult decisions for me. Um. Well, you know, like super the Super Seven stuff is hitting the mark for me mm-hmm. on this, and I really want to see what their Ace Duck looks like. And and Rob, you know, you posed this question for us last week. 
Where, where do you go? How many ace ducks do you need? Do you need them all? Do you need every ace duck? I need three. I've got the vintage, yep. and I need two more. <laughs> and I need the Super 7 Ultimate. That's it? I'm done after that. Like, hey, I can think... draw that firm line in the sand. Yep. This is not Luke Skywalker where I'm going to say I need every one like Jay, yep. and that the line in the sand is every possible release. <laughs> this is three. That's it. Yep. All right. We also had a lot of stuff come out of Hasbro Fan Fest, and uh, uh, you spoke to this uh, Rob on your show. So we'll sort of skim over these, and you can uh, pipe up and tell uh, tell us how wrong we are. But Marvel Legends, uh, another wave. This is an Iron Man heavy wave with Ursa Major, which is really a fancy name for a grizzly bear as the uh, as the builder figure. Um, some pretty deep cuts in that wave, to be honest. There's not a lot there for. Uh, for the casual fan uh what they did also finally show off though is we're getting what they're terming infinity saga thor or as we know him bro thor this is uh we've already received a, a big lebowski thor i'll call it in the marvel legends wave but this is right at the end where you know with the power of lightning he not only gets his suit on but he gets his hair done up in like <laughs> a bit of a viking bun and uh looking a bit like rob is right now to be honest very very slick and, and in control so um it's nice to finally get that um, I believe some of the other SH figure arts and stuff have yep. done this figure, but it's nice to get a, a release from Hasbro with this. Um, one for the cosplayers, the Eye of Agamato, or basically the uh, the Time Stone that you can that Doctor Strange wears. You can get a, a life size version of that. They've announced with it, it sort of spins open uh, a bit like the real thing. Um, That's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I think that that one's pretty cool. You're going to see people growing the Doctor Strange goatee and stuff uh, leading into whatever cons are allowed to, to still happen. So, um, But the one that interests me is they showed off Sabretooth from the Age of Apocalypse series, which basically for me confirms a wave two in that uh, run. Age of Apocalypse as a comic run, very, very close to my heart. I And I'm super keen to get that and whatever else they announce in the wave um going forward big last thing they teased a upcoming Haslabs project with basically a picture of the fantastic four figures as we know them and just the four logo and as he said basically it was an image of that with just Haslabs in the corner and that was it and so you go car i'm thinking well galactus is the one that springs to mind when you think fantastic four and and Haslabs and what they've done with the sentinel the car's not a bad shout yep. though. That would yep. be something a little bit, a little bit different. And I, that I, robot and the kid, point five or whatever. Yeah, no one cares about that. <laughs> building. Give me a Baxter building Baxter diorama. Building. Ooh, yes, that is a good well, one. Well, NECA, NECA are proving that diorama displays yep. with shelves they on sell. them are fantastic. They so that's sell, yeah, and you can keep everybody likes them out. a shelf. Yeah, yeah. everybody <laughs> yeah. likes a shelf. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. All right, moving on to the. G.I. Joe Snake Eyes Movie Toys. These dropped. There's five new dollies to get your hands on. Um, look, they, they, this is something that's new. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Rob, Rob, Rob is... Uh, K- curdled yogurt storm well, shadow. We'll get, we'll, get there, we'll get there. We'll get to Rob because I'm, I'm very interested to see this. We've, yeah, we've had a bit of chat offline um, here in the room. But this one, this is a reverse movie delay. Yeah. It probably got delayed, but now it's being pushed forward. Uh, it's going... Which is good. Uh, now in theaters, July twenty three. I mean, take it with a pinch of salt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but is that we've 2023? got two thousand twenty three. No, <laughs> this is, apparently it's this year. Yeah, um, we're getting Snake Eyes, Storm Shadow, Scarlet the Baroness, and there's a new character for the movie, Akiko. What What do we think? I'll start with you, Rob. You 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 have a bit of skin <laughs> in the game with Joe. What 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 is this direction doing for you? absolutely nothing yep. they're doing nothing it's a it's a new box it's it's slight design the, the whole classified line is a mess it's so unfocused it's let's jump to help these fans because they're complaining about this over here and oh no the, these fans are screaming and we got to do this over here getting these exclusives trying to keep up with it it's a nightmare for any like legitimate serious collector if you're a casual throwback fan a real American hero, and you want a bigger dolly to hold in your now bigger hand, <laughs> sure, go into your Walmart, stroll in, feel good about yourself, plunk your money down on the conveyor belt, and put it on your shelf and smile when you see Pimp Daddy Destro, if that's what does it for you. <laughs> if you're trying to collect all these Says variants, up, Frank. and you're looking at, okay, how is this all Black Snake Eyes with zero paint apps, different than these other four versions or whatever's been released at this point, any different, you're going to go mad. At, at this mm. point, it's gouging. 
There's there's no value here. The one the one character other than the new one, Akiko, that might interest people is Baroness because they know how hard Baroness yeah. is is to get with the the motorcycle two pack because it was an exclusive mm. in Toys R Us in Canada and I think at Target in the U.S. Uh, it's a different design, so again, more credence there to wanting a new character. But this is just like gouging. This is like Fakers of the Omniverse, but for real with G.I. <laughs> Baroness has short hair, though. I don't find her it's, it's not appealing doing at all. Uh, Scarlet looks amazing. Uh, Storm Shadow it looks disgusting. Like he looks <laughs> like he's literally f- dripping fat from his, uh, you know, outfit. Um, the rendered fat Storm oh, Shadow. It's just so disgusting. It's I just... He's moving so fast. It right? Like Is that it? Okay. Right. There you go. It makes sense now. I just yeah. I don't. I I just hope like hell the movie's good because I don't see much future for the GRJ franchise. Uh, well, this I mean, if it's not. It's an interesting concept because at the moment, who are buying classifieds? And, and I don't think there's many eight-year-old kids going into your Targets, going into Toys R Us's, going into your Walmarts, buying classifieds, mm. right? The fact that we're having fist fights over classifieds in store <laughs> tells you the tells you the age group and tells you some of the frustration that's going on in trying to hunt these down. My one hope, uh, albeit these figures are not necessarily the best for collectors is that these the movie might appeal to kids and it might get kids back into G.I. Joe. That's sort of what I think maybe these are directed at. Um, it's so hard, though, because now you're talking about a, releasing a movie in a still very pandemic-dwelling North America. Yep. Yeah. And how many families of four are going to go to the theater, let alone just one or two you know, buddies going to check it out? Maybe they'll do an on-demand kind of release within 30 days for, for the family audience. I'm not sure. I mean, Hasbro seems all in. Our good friend Carson Metaxas, who was featured in Action Figure Adventure and we've had on the Jane Rob Toy Show, just chatted with the Hasbro brand team. Uh, I think you can catch it on 3D Joe's. And they're considering vehicles. They're considering releasing more of the retro figures as well. And they're even considering O-ring figures as yeah, well. Wow. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Uh, so they're all ears. There's a whole team of people. It's not like Maddie Collector was back in the day with Scott Knightlick just yep. kind of being the only flag waver. Hasbro is taking G.I. Joe seriously. And you can see they're trying to stomp out all the fires. It just doesn't feel focused to me. And they're missing the mark because these figures are hard to get. And how are they supposed to support the line, even if it is for kids, if you can't find them? Mm. Um, and, and as far as Baroness's hair, Ben, come on. get Why you got to judge? Don't judge. No, I, just, I don't know. <laughs> I, it's not Baroness in the world. Okay, right? there you go. There you go. Telling us we're wrong. Yeah, I've been right told. The jump. <laughs> Open I'm your never heart. coming back on this show. <laughs> You'll be back. Now, who would have thought... I mean, I didn't pick this. I did not pick this, that this would be a thing. Transformers have released an arc. Well, we got a teaser for this, I think, with even some of the... um, (laughs) uh, It was like artwork for like when they announced the the Kingdom line. And there was this massive robot with these legs with the giant thrusters and people going, that looks like the arc transformed. Um, So... It's not totally out of the blue, but it's, you know, we've had Unicron and this just feels like, yeah, step down from that. Like, I kind of feel they got, uh, exactly, they got the order wrong. Yeah, yeah. Should have done this, then you should have gone, what's bigger than a giant rocket ship? A planet. But, yeah. But look, this is, it's an interesting one because obviously it's a transformer. It transforms into a robot. I'm iffy on the robot mode. Agreed. This is something you'd have to have in arc mode, right? Yeah. And it's, it's out of scale. It's can you can you build a big mountain in your toy room to kind of crash this into? Just like, just take a baseball bat to a wall in your home, right? Into the drywall and then just sort of wedge it in there, like you know, well, diorama done. Like, you gotta grab a you gotta grab a Boulder Hill, a vintage Boulder Hill, yeah. Ram it into the side of it, where the gas station should be, and then you're all set. Yeah, I think I Jay said it best when we were talking about this. He said, you know, for me, because it was never a, a robot in the show at all. Yep. This has to be in vehicle mode, and it. Falls Falls in the same line as like Gigawatt with the Ecto One yep. and the and the Back to the Future Transformers or even the the X Wing Night Raven, right? Like it just is going to stay in vehicle mode because those robot versions are so foreign yep. to yep. what we know and love. Uh, the Top Gun Jet would be the other one that's part of that vehicle only Transformer existence. Yep, yep. Yeah. Buying buying a statue, really. Hundred percent. We also uh, getting in this line Galvatron and Rodimus in Commander class and Rhinox. Um, 
is anyone in? Is anyone in nah. on this? Uh, oh, really? Rob's in. Yep, you go in the arc. Yeah, I, I wanted to wait for Transformers 86 and both Galvatron and, Hot, and Rodimus, but, uh, you know, I don't know when those are going to come. They're very tight-lipped on 86 News mm. for those movie-specific figures. I don't have any other Transformers from More for Cybertron of any of the different uh, iterations that they've done, whether it's Rise or, or Kingdom. So I thought if I'm going to spend any money on Transformers, it'll be Rodimus and Galvatron because like yep. you guys, you know, the movie is my definitive tone when it comes to Transformers. And clearly that Galvatron with the chain around his neck and, and the Matrix there, that's calling back to that. So yeah, definitely. I'm in on those cool. for sure. Very, very good. Fantastic. Hey, who likes transforming their Transformers? <laughs> well, <laughs> that's the point, right? Do you want do you want an Optimus Prime that can transform himself? See, do you know what? This Under voice command uh, and is... then do it do a little dance. Do you I... know my gut reaction is no. And you know, I this is one of these things, particularly because you had Jay and uh, Silent Bob um, presenting it yeah. and stuff. I got tagged by those people in Facebook who only ever tag me and stuff when it's like some big toy news. And they're like, Frank, have you seen this? I said, yes, you're now the 35th person <laughs> in the last 24-hour period to send this to me. Thank you very much. But I just, I, I, I feel like people's reaction is that toy guys are automatically excited about this. And my gut reaction, I just went, no. Answer me this, yeah. Trade. You're, you're Lego. I'm Lego, Would yep. you buy a Lego set that builds itself? No. There you go. But it, the, the, the enjoyment in Transformers is transforming Correct. the toy. And also in seeing the engineering of how things yes. come apart, fit together, transform. The, the Optimus doesn't really look that great in vehicle mode. I, I don't know what that yeah. thing is at the back. What 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 is it's his legs? It's a sta it's stabilization. Like, yeah. yeah, for the feet. It, it I doesn't think, look yeah. good in vehicle mode. Yep. It doesn't look that great in Optimus mode. The movement, the looks movement great. Is cool. The breathing, the, the, the was breathing impressive, that yeah. looks cool. But are you going to get sick of this in in an hour? Like you yep. say all the voice commands once. Is that it? Yep, pretty much. What's the value in this? Is this seven hundred dollars US of value? Oh, like no, I, don't 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 no. don't. Get it's me wrong. There's a lot it's of engine. Just come out and say it. Please don't ask the question. Just tell the people how bad of an idea this is. If you leave it up in the air, people are gonna buy it. Garbage. This is the worst idea possible. Your single gimmick for your toy line yep. is to let people transform it. You are taking it away. People are not that lazy yet. Well, it, no, but you know what this is? This is this uh, junior level transformation, you know, yeah. objective where you pull back and it transforms yourself. That's the ones you give to your kids who can't quite work out how to transform yeah. it. And now you're trying to sell a $700 auto transformation yeah. thing. I just, I 100% agree with you guys. You're going to play with it for half an hour mm -hmm. and then never touch it again until your mates come around and say I want to do it and then you're like you know what that was a waste of money yeah. like, and it's going to be on people's shelves your your little brother or is going to come running in and just go hey Optimus Prime roll out and it's going to plow through all your other dollies <laughs> on the shelf it's going to be love chaos it. Like, <laughs> love it and what, and what in the Jay and Rob video uh, Jay and Rob in the uh, I'm giving you a bad name here in the, in the Jay and Jay Silent and Bob yeah. video did they use the word convert? Convert, yeah. yes. I believe it does both. There's okay. another video that CNET, I think, put Converters. out. That, yeah. <laughs> um, look, I do love the, the noise that it makes. It's the, sure. the vintage Transformers. Transform oh, but because it's not... It, didn't, it doesn't do it in half a second no, like the animation. <laughs> and they had to play the sound yeah. like five times because yep. it took that long. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll move on to the final. Yet. Hang on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> nearly there, guys. Just give me a second. Oh, God. Oh, God. Okay, okay and the final bit of Transformers news. A couple of new masterpiece dropped. Um, these are apparently coming direct from Takara, direct from Japan. We're getting MP53 and MP54 Autobot skids and reboost. Order, uh, you can order now, I think, up to the 10th of May on Hasbro Pulse. And if you're in Australia, you can get these on Pop Culture for $190 each. Oof. They've got the little moped in the yeah. back. Yeah, apparently They've that's got a the throwback to a diaclone. Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, the, 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 they, look, they look cool. I'm big on Masterpiece. Yeah. I can probably give these a miss because they're not, they're not in Transformers 86. Well, no. like, oh, come on. They're, oh, they're G1. They're, yeah. they're, Trax is one of my favorites. I think he's awesome. He's a real world card. Sorry, Skids. <laughs> or is it Skids or Trax? Yeah, Trax is the other favorite. one. No, he's sorry. He's a big fan. Big fan. Skids, sorry. I love, this, this character. I love Mr. Jimmy Jojo. <laughs> 
<laughs> one 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 uh, little uh, aspect of the this character in the G one toy line, he was the um, short packed. He was okay. uh, the one. He only had one, you know, uh, unit per the one per case. Oh, yeah, per case. Find, yeah. Even though he's not uncommon mm. today. So, but, but he transforms into like a car my mum had. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's what's so realistic about it, you know. You can so there you, you get like a little hatch. You got to be uh, like I, I'm all good with but Bumblebee, can... but yeah, you know, there's Lamborghinis. There's this is actually know. nostalgia for you. Haters are gonna hate, man. I think this guy is awesome. The G1 character is fantastic. The yeah, I think this is a great representation in masterpiece form. Yeah. No. While we let Trent and Ben fight it out to the death on that one, uh, there's some Star Wars reveals as well. Some seriously cool Star Wars Black Series reveals as part of the Hasbro Pulse um, Fan Fest. Aurus, um, seeing originally seen The Phantom Menace, Gen- General Lando Calrissian, Kodak Reeves from The Mandalorian, Q90, um, Moss from The Mandalorian, and Tech from The Bad Batch, as well as some new figures from the Vintage Collection. Yeah, I'm I'm loving the General Lando. It's great likeness to Billy D. Um, Perfect likeness. I, I I don't need an Aura Singh. I mean, she gets about what two seconds in Phantom. But, but was, wasn't she part of she, the? She um, is in Clone Wars. In the uh, gaming fighting game, was that Aura Singh? Possibly. Anyway. Yeah, I think she might be. Possibly. Mm. Um, Masters of Terracasi or something. No, I reckon that predates okay. her character. I reckon she got a 1999. Um, cameo this is you know like mm. this is when lucas was putting in characters left right and center to make him into toys um doesn't uh, sound like george well it? yeah <laughs> but but yeah that that lando is a, is a definite for me anyone else excited by these yeah look um, I think zero, like you i think, I think really lando's cool probably the pick of the bunch it's the one zero. that resonates yeah. Yeah. for me uh you know it's such an iconic part of the trilogy too seeing him sort of in that you know, um, make it to that level. Yep. You know, that full character progression from someone who I thought, look, looking at the world in very black and white terms, was a real villain in The Empire Strikes Back to someone who had a real redemption arc in Return of the Jedi and was, you know, every bit the hero. Yeah, and and Mandalorian can really do no wrong. Um, Zero, very, very cool looking character, very vintage in his design, obviously. I would consider getting Zero, and I don't own any Star Wars, based purely on the fact that he is he is Moss from yeah. the IT crowd, because and he is, like, my hero. Yeah. Now, good one. When do we get Frog Lady, guys? When yeah, she's got to be coming. That's yeah, has to be. Yeah. Absolutely. It's probably, like, a relatively unique sculpt to do Frog Lady. Yeah. Not a lot just, of reuse. Just use that Hasbro care. Legends <laughs> uh, buck. Yeah. You know, the frog. Oh, yeah, yeah the frog in the costume, yeah. <laughs> um, something I thought was really cool was from the Jurassic Park line, the Legacy Collection Tyrannosaurus Rex Escape Pack. You get the Tim Murphy figure complete with his expensive goggles. Put those back, Tim. Uh, don't break them because they're heavy. Um, breakaway Roof. It's got the um, the Explorer kind of van from mm. the very famous Explorer van that um, Kenner did back in the day. Yep. Um, looks awesome, doesn't it? It looks great. Yeah. Look at those colors. Yeah. This is all so in one vibrant. pack, is it? One pack. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think you get like the kind of thrash and throw T-Rex repainted yep. Yep. in the Jurassic more, Park color more, scheme. More accurate yep. uh, dinosaur colors. Uh, Tim Murphy, I think those goggles are removable. Um, <laughs> I'll oh, make look, them removable. I, I, I like this. I like that, this that, a lot. Does the cup of water bounce around <laughs> in the on the dash? It better. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants who wants to do the Mondo news? I'm happy to the, do that. The person that's that's bought oh, this already. Yeah. <laughs> Rob loves news episodes, don't you, Rob? Sorry, Rob. Um, first showing in July no. 2021. <laughs> orders and now um, open um, at open direct from Mondo. Only only 1,000 pieces. Price 185 USD and it's shipping this later this month. And it's Keldor from. Um, Busters of the Universe, and with the um, comes with the Bat of Chemicals, the Burning, you know, Origin of Skeletor, you know, Scarred Face, you know, um, some alternative hands. I thought it looked really, really cool, and I jumped on it. But I am disappointed that he doesn't have a cape. Well, what's the deal with the guns? Where do the guns herald yeah, from? Yeah, I don't know how the guns 
Okay. Could be a Mondo design thing. It I think they be. like to, you Nobody know, Nobody knows <laughs> with the guns and why Keltner looks like The Undertaker or the fact that it sold out in four hours. <laughs> yeah, that's... That's nuts. Look, and I'm... you know what? If you got it, I hope your shelf is happy. The rest of us are glad to see it go. The coolest part about it is the Alcala head. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. It'll actually be a better looking Skeletor than the first version of Skeletor that they released. Yep. Uh, it'll be a little bit more in tune with what I think the, the line and the brand is. Although, like Darren said, it would be cool if there was a cape. But you know what? The original didn't have a cape either. So I think this is probably the definitive Skeletor that they've done, even though they're marketing it as Undertaker Keldor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like, I like the improvement in the loincloth on this. I was a bit... Uh, a bit iffy on the first design of the loincloths on those uh, original He-Man and Skeletor Mondo figures. Um, the Alcala head is very cool and the swords look great. So, yeah, I mean, interesting that, that really the definitive Skeletor is is limited. And, and hopefully maybe we can get this redone in future so everyone that wants it can get it. Ghostbusters. Mm. Did we get we get some little cute mini? Yeah, it was. Uh, it wasn't even a trailer. It was just a look like a, a small clip of uh, Paul Rudd doing the shopping and uh, walking past the marshmallows and the marshmallow bags start to come to life. And you know, I I, I feel like uh, thanks to our good friend Grogu, um, what? How do you sell something in the modern era? Make a baby version of it, really? <laughs> well, it all started with Groot, didn't it? Really, that baby Groot. Groot yeah, and that's then a good now we got Baby well. Yoda. Yep. Baby Marshmallow Man. Baby Marshmallow Man. And what's really weird, rather than being all cutesy or even hor- it turns into a bit of a horror show where they start... The gremlin style. They start roasting each other. One of them lays down on this bed of chocolate and then the other one's like roasting the chocolate on the other side of him. And it's like, what are they doing? They just turn into <laughs> little cannibals. Um, I thought it was a great piece of viral marketing, to be honest. It wasn't a, it wasn't a trailer... Whether that's even in the movie or not is kind of irrelevant. Um, and then Paul Rudd, of course, with his uh, facial reactions, makes you know he's he's obviously looking at nothing in real life, but he he made you believe he was looking at little baby marshmallow men. Yeah, Rob, what did you think of this? Have you seen that clip? I haven't seen it. I avoided it until that clip came out. I forgot that Ghostbusters Afterlife was an actual thing that's still coming. My, my consciousness erased it from all hope that I had in, in life. Uh, you know, I don't think this film is actually ever coming out. We're just going to get bits and pieces of it. And I worry when they start doing stuff like this because yeah. all it's going to do is is raise expectations. I'll look at this. And I think you're right. I hope it really isn't part of the film. I hope like he passes it by on the shelf and sees it. And now we've seen the clip. So we don't need to see it. Mm. We don't need to distract from the actual plot line. Uh, I'm, I just want the film to come out. Like, yeah, it's been yeah, yeah. over a year since yeah. it was but supposed at, to have been out. Look at it from the positives, Rob. If it doesn't, I've got a really good documentary in Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> I think, Fair. The bit the bit you missed with Ghostbusters Afterlife is it's meant to be viewed in the afterlife. So you just gotta wait till you die to see it. Yeah, it feels like it's it. playing in heaven now. Yeah. Well, when you get there, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a long way off. So. Yeah, some well, people are already I'm there. Really screwed then. <laughs> They're watching it. That, that's is that it for yep. news? I think we're done. Is Any it, other that news that episode? you had oh, written down, Rob? <laughs> yeah, no, I know no, it was. That's that's definitely enough. Well, that was the um, you know to. We gave you a good good crack at uh, promoting. So you had to endure that as as bit of bit of suffering. It's it's worth it. Honestly, <laughs> like I said, to you guys, I'm the suffering I have to do in order to get my promotional content when Trent's not doing it for me. <laughs> I've looked forward to this episode since whatever when we decided this this was going to happen. I love your show. I love listening to your toy banter, whether I agree with it or not. <laughs> Uh, I just, I honestly love what you guys do and you really help keep the toy spirits alive for me and I know other people out there too. So it, it's really cool to actually sit down and, and be a frequent guest every, you know, six months or whatever it is. <laughs> <We> <laughs> I keep doing toy stuff just so I can come hang out. Uh, I didn't even have to get up on, at, a, at ungodly hours at this point. Yeah, so yeah. Great. it's good. Time zones worked out well. Absolutely. And the best part, Rob, is when you listen back to this episode, you get to hear yourself again. Like, you yeah. know, what's better than hearing your own voice? No, I'm good. I've heard the news. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm You've made me not a fan with all your dolly news that isn't really great. I can't get excited. I'm going to go off on a rant. (laughs) There he is. And there you go, gentlemen. I'd like to thank Rob right now for volunteering to edit this episode. (laughs) Much appreciated. 
Now he's got enough on his plate. Like, Don't distract him from the real work. Stop on dollies. I gotta have the the end stop on news. Like no more news. I don't need <laughs> any more news. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, Rob, we really appreciate you coming on the show and and telling us about what you got in the works. It's really incredible. You guys have done so much wonderful stuff that we all are so grateful to have in the toy community. It is it is an absolute privilege for us to be able to consume the media that you put out can't wait for more of it so thank you so much for coming on toy power and we can't wait to see how the kickstarter goes mm. in uh, in in the the remaining time that it has do you guys want a bit of exclusive news we Ooh. would love yeah. it yeah. of course Been waiting all episode hoping <laughs> you'd drop us yeah i say it to the end so if everybody else got through that news here's <laughs> um, action figure adventure is going to be globally streaming very soon in fact uh, depending on when you listen to this episode, it looks like it'll be streaming mm, the 23rd of April on Jinx International. So Ooh. our Canadian broadcaster, Jinx Esports TV, had the Canadian rights, and now Jinx International has picked it up for everybody else out there, and it's going to be available end of April for you to check out all 10 episodes. It's being broadcast as well in the UK, Fridays at 9 p.m., and then later... At the end of May, it'll go even to more streaming services as well, globally. Fantastic. Uh, well That's done, it. Congratulations, Rob. And you and Jay deserve, deserve all, of, all of your success, man. You've worked so hard to bring us this kind of content you know, for so long. And, and it's just wonderful to see so many providers getting behind you and, and appreciating the hard work that you put into it and, and keeping you know, geeks like us entertained. <laughs> Couldn't be happier. Yeah, and no, it'll be right. great. It, and it would be great just to have it out there. Yes. So that we can yeah, chat. We can chat to, because I'm in the US market, the Australian market, the UK yeah. market. Uh, just be great to have it there in, in mass. So, no, yeah, super great news. Super happy for you. And uh, you can't wait. I can't wait to stream it as well. Yeah, I've got to watch it whenever gotta, you like. Yeah, stream it on the big screen because I think I watched it on my phone. Um, the way that <laughs> really the way that I got the files it was just easier. You don't exactly tell a cinema guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't tell a cinema phone. guy you watch I'm it on your the phone. Blu-ray. I, I was a, I was a backer. I'm gonna do it again. Yeah. Um, all right, we're gonna nice wrap. to watch it on your television, isn't it, people? <laughs> we're gonna. We're gonna, gonna we're gonna wrap the next one on my phone so that view it on the phone. Yeah. You'll get faking filmation, the iPhone version. Of your iPhone well, there's another there's another tier level you can yeah. add. <laughs> can you do it? You can maybe do it in eight bit. Yeah. Eight bit. I can. Work. You can, you can that. call that the Trent level. Bit road trip returns. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Awesome. On that note, we're gonna call this episode. Thank you so much. Uh, for tuning in to another episode of Toy Power, and we hope to see you around the toy aisles. Stay well and stay safe, everyone, especially yourself, Rob, given you're in lockdown. And until next time, good journey. Because playtime <laughs> is what time, guys? The, the best, best time! time! <laughs> you can find the Toy Power team at all the usual online places. Facebook.com slash Toy Power Podcast at Toy Power Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram or have your say and email us toypowerpodcast at gmail.com subscribe to the show on both iTunes and Stitcher and please leave us a review otherwise we just assume we're awesome we are a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network check out all the awesome shows on this awesome network full of okay people want to learn more go to giantsizeteamup.com where you can find us and a whole lot more awesome shows well they're not more awesome than us but they're yeah. oh, oh, oh.